Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. Remington Parkway Golf Course in Toronto. Golf courses are open out there. I love it. Davis Sanchez, CFL, NFL alum joins us from the CFL on TSN. Look at look him smiling. Of course he's smiling. How about that? Appreciate you guys. During the days, weekdays, sitting around, uh, a lot of us are at home right now. Being able to talk CFL midweek on your, on your show, I've enjoyed it a lot. And then uh, I've been looking forward, to, looking forward to talk to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, away we go on this Tuesday, April the 6th. 2021. We are live coming to you from the bunker out here in Western Canada. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show, and I will say hi to our American friends. I still don't understand why they like this show so much, but I'm I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth, dupes. Let's put it that way. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. How are you? I'm you should be great. Flying high, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, big show today. We've got uh, Major League Baseball assistant coach Tim Leeper. He's now the coordinator of outfields and base running for the San Francisco Giants. And he's going to be joining us from the Valley of the Sun. Five seasons with the Blue Jays. That's why he's joining us to talk about the Blue Canada's team and get an update from the Valley of the Sun. And also uh, Dustin Forbes. He's the voice of the Lethbridge Hurricanes of the Western Hockey League. I know I've, we've been getting way too bogged down in the sub-dub hub in the East. That's right. There's three other divisions going on. So we're going to talk to Dusty Forbes from the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I'm excited about that. How about that? How about that? So we, how about we, that? How about, thank you, Rick Regan, our big voice guy watching in Wichita, Kansas. Listen, Jordan, would you please hit the quick six show topics if you don't mind? Please and thank you. I have more than six show topics to get to, which is a good thing. There's never, ever a problem with things to talk about today. But the number one thing, and for the new viewers, just so you know, these are of importance to me. They might not entirely be of importance to the sports world. It's of importance to me because it is the Rod Peterson Show. So today is the three-year anniversary of the worst day in Saskatchewan history. April 6, 2018 was the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. And so we are pausing to observe the 29 people on that bus who were affected. 16 lost their lives, 13 injured. And if I may, the people that weren't on that bus but still had their lives changed forever, right? That's right. Uh, It tore a community apart, a franchise changed forever. Just want those folks to know that they're not alone in their grief. And we haven't forgotten them. And uh, yeah. If you go to rodpeterson.com right now, it's my commentary on 
Cat Country 98 FM today. I posted to the website uh, in that we are all Humboldt strong. To point two, Monday NHL leftovers. It was interesting because we were calling a hockey game yesterday in the Dub Hub, so we didn't see a lot of the action. But I can tell you this. Montreal beating Edmonton in overtime was the worst possible result for the Calgary Flames. When you got two teams above you that both pick up points in one game, the worst. And then the Flames go on to lose, what was it, 5-3 to the Leafs? That's right. So I'm watching our good friend Dave Poulin on SportsCenter saying that you pretty much count out the Calgary Flames right now. Eight points back of a playoff spot. The Habs have, what is it, uh, five games in hand. They play each other five more times. But it's just, it's unbelievable what's going on with the Calgary Flames. They are two and nine in their last 11 under Daryl Sutter. This is not a flame bashing day at all. But how about rise up, Montreal Canadiens? Mark Bergevin. Eric Stahl scores the OT winner in his, in his debut. You're thinking the same thing, right? Right. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking at that Montreal team. He got Josh Anderson for an underperforming Max Domi, signed Corey Perry for nothing. He gets Eric Stahl in a trade from Buffalo, and he fired a coach when he realized things weren't going that well, and it looks like they're going to be coming in hot into the playoffs. Not a team I'd want to play. No, there have been other really great GM jobs in the NHL this year, but I'm just acknowledging Mark Bergevin with the Montreal Canadiens. He's been fantastic. Uh, Point three... As I said earlier, Moose wins the bracket. This guy beat all the Americans and a few of us Canucks in the Philly Enterprise, uh, the the Enterprise Sports podcast bracket out of Philadelphia. He won it all. Have you figured out yet how many thousands you're winning? I haven't. No, I haven't. It's not about the money, Rod. Yes, it is. I know it is. It's entirely about the money. (laughs) Don't lie to me. It was fun. I missed the beginning of the game. How? Um, well, we were wrapping up our broadcast, and you get home and change and make some supper, and then all of a sudden I, I'm like, hey, got to get settled in for the game. And I look, it's 23 to 8. Yeah. So I started dancing around that, and then I was locked in the rest of the night, but watching that game and kind of flipping back and forth with hockey. But, um, yeah, they played well. Um, now, did I know that coming in? I mean, I had the final, but, I mean, it was – I watched two minutes of college basketball all year. I was telling people, I'm like, Darren doesn't know college basketball. None of us do, okay? The guys at the rink were saying that they're like, as I'm walking in to do the little COVID check at the rink yesterday, they're like, you're going to quit hockey now, NCAA (laughs) insider? I'm like, "Uh, probably not. Well, I say this. I came home from the hockey game, and my wife was watching the pregame show. You know she's a hoops aficionado. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. I don't need to convince her to watch the uh, March Madness men's final. Yeah. The only thing was we're watching it, and she's like, who's this color guy? Because Dickie V is going, awesome, baby. I'm like, it's Dickie V. It's Dick Vitale. How do you not? He's know? bigger than the both teams on the floor. So anyways, you never would have had to crack a sweat last night because they never trailed the entire game. Way to go, Baylor Bears. Um, we've got a hack of the quick six show topics. From Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, he says, I'm here. Where did it go? Do where did it go? He says, I'm here for the CFL XFL news that you teased at the end of yesterday. Well, I figured a lot of you would be. I went off the air yesterday saying that I just got a message from a CFL insider saying that he's gonna give me all the deets on the CFL XFL talks. And so he just dropped a little bit, but he said, I'll know more in a couple of days. 
what you need to know is that what's behind this is MLSE. And he said, listen, don't, don't quote me too much on this until I have more details. But he said, with everybody going nuts at Ambrosi, everybody going nuts at The Rock, he goes, if anybody is mad or if you want to know who's behind it, it's MLSE which is basically what David Naylor has been dropping on Twitter and on the podcast interviews and everything that he's done. MLSE, for whatever reason, is wagging the dog of the CFL-XFL collaboration slash merger. So we've just diverted the quick six to jump into that because that wasn't in my quick six and probably should have been. Is that necessarily groundbreaking news that MLSE is behind this? No. It, it, it is, it's noteworthy. It is, for sure. Yeah. You know, that... If they're the ones driving the conversation, then yeah, absolutely, it is noteworthy. But um, we talked about MLSC being the ones who are going to swoop in and save the league. Noteworthy that I didn't see it happening this way. Right. Right? They were going to pull the strings and bring two other people together. But, hey, it works all the same. Uh, you knew that MLSC was some way going to be involved in the next yeah. version of the CFL. and. He just said it. This is the way that I guess that it's being envisioned. So I think the thing is people are running off in a lot of different directions, including us, wanting answers, wanting to know details. And it's just that Ambrosi and The Rock probably don't even have them. Maybe you should go ask the top towers of the people at MLSE. But again, I'll have more details coming available here in the next couple of days, according to my source, who is as good as they get. Um I'm getting to your comments. I see what people want to talk about. I just want to say topic four of the quick six here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace is that Connor Bedard's point streak ended last night, but it came with incredible drama. The next one and his Regina Pats taking on the Moose Jaw Warriors. They blew a 3-0 lead in the sub-dub hub and lost 4-3 in a shootout to the Moose Jaw Warriors. Bedard never got a point in regulation or overtime, but then he scored in the shootout. And I'm a little disappointed. Nobody realized or saw that I was honoring Hunter and Singh with my call. Connor Bedard! Thanks, Clark. Clark yells, he knows. Nobody else noticed. I was paying homage to Harner and Singh, and nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. I noticed. I was sitting next to you. We made this awkward eye contact in the middle of the call, <laughs> yeah. and it was good. Oh, yeah, because I went for a long time he on it. So, anyways, time. the streak ends, even though he scored in the shootout. How about that? How about that? How about that? Toronto Blue Jays winning at the Texas Rangers 6-2, to two, and we're going to talk to Tim Leeper about this tremendous start for the Blue Jays coming up in the next block. They are 3-1 and one for the first time since 2015 to start a season, and they went on to win the pennant that year, if you recall. Point six, I have 40,000 fans in Texas. I see John Kirby in Edmonton writes, and he says, I want to hear Rod's take on Texas filling the MLB stadium yesterday. Um, what's my take? I didn't mind it. I saw people going just absurd on social media over the fact that the Texas Rangers filled the ballpark. What do you think I have a different take now than what I had a year ago when the world ground to a stop? Look, I don't want to get the virus. I don't want it. I think that I would survive if I got it. I don't think it's life-altering for me. But if I had a, a choice, I wouldn't want to get it. But there's a lot of us that feel that, a couple things, it would be nice to have a choice in your own life how you want to deal with this rather than have it dictated to you. And that's the difference between America and Canada. Finally, the governments in some states just put the 
people's lives in their own hands and said, you decide. In Canada, that hasn't been the case. That's one. I'd like to see the, the choice being made up to us, but that's not the case. And I live in Canada, and if I had a bigger problem with it, I would move to America, right? Uh, two, I, like, I would like to think sports could be played if it's played safely that we could play. The SJHL spent all these months coming up with a way to play, played safely, and then got the drain yanked on them by the government, and I don't, none of us understand why that happened. I think that's unfair. But I live in this country that, while I think that the COVID restrictions are way overboard, I don't think that the government's acted irresponsibly in terms of keeping its citizens safe. That's their mandate. And as far as the mental health thing, that is on us, I guess, to deal with it. But I'm wearing a mask. You haven't seen me at any anti-mask rallies. I'm keeping six feet. And for God's sake, in the dub hub where we call the games with the Pats, where it's an unbelievable privilege to be able to go in there and call games and be active in sports right now, I'm not going to sit and slam the government or anything. So I don't feel what they did in Texas was irresponsible of the fans to go. Those fans have the, cha- the choice to go. And the people that are concerned about what would happen with the virus if they got it or spreading it, they have the ability to stay home. It's that simple to me. What was your take on them filling the ballpark in Texas? I was incredibly optimistic that, you know what, the more test events that we have, the more places around the world that are starting to open up. And it is a risk. You know, I, I think it's a big risk. Um, COVID might go crazy in Texas when you start having these really big mass gatherings. But you know what? Let's let them test it out. We'll watch from afar. And if it doesn't turn into mass um, spreading of the variants yeah. of the virus, then I'm going to be a lot more comfortable that we can open things up here. Right? So I'm like, hey, this is great because you try it out, may see how it works, and then we'll be able to react and take that information. So it's, it's optimistic for sure. Um, again, I'd be going and wearing my mask likely because I want to be a part of it. And yeah. I'm very comfortable with what I've done to not catch it. Just like I do every year with the flu, right? I wash my hands before I eat anything. Don't put my f- mom always says, you know, get your fingers out of your mouth. So I've learned all those, those tools. Um, no, I, I think it's exciting. I, I do. That they opened it up. Yeah, I do. I think it's exciting. So our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, would you go to a sporting event right now? Period. Whether it's America, whether it's Canada, would you go? If they opened up the stadium down the street here at Mosaic Stadium and say, hey, we've decided COVID's over and we're going to open it up and the riders are going to play this weekend. Can you believe the results? On Twitter, 61% of people saying, yes, they would go right now. What's it on Facebook? I think it's a little 56% more even. 56% say yes. Yeah. So right now it's the majority, not the massive majority, but the majority would say that they would go. So think about that for a second. That's giving people the choice. Now I see Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in. He says, the U.S. has high vaccination rates. We don't. That's the difference right now. Exactly. That's the point. But there's also, what, 50,000 deaths in Texas, too, by the way. Not everybody has a vaccination. And by the way, this is the crappy thing about where sports and news intersect, because I would prefer to not be talking about these things. But everybody wanted to know my opinion on it. To reiterate, I believe the Canadian COVID controls have been too overly precautious, and it's hurt a lot of things. And the people that are now jumping up and down and are mad at me 
for that. It's about overwhelming hospitals. It's about being safe. Why isn't the government protecting us? They have zero regard for the economy, and that's fine, too. Is there not enough room in your cranium to accept another opinion? Because I accept yours. I'm following it. And that's the problem is nobody wants to listen. I'm right. You know, that's it. I said to the guys that I would bring up. That's the six topics, but I got more. Sam Darnold, I would rather hear from a New York Jets fan, which is, by the way, Colin in Ottawa, one of our regular P1s. I want to know what he thinks about Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers for three draft choices. I, he's a tremendous quarterback with the garbage franchise of the National Football League since he came in a couple of years ago. Sam Darnold, he's going to get new life in Carolina. It's very evident that the New York Jets are opening the door for with a number two overall pick. Who knows who they're going to take? Sounds like the BYU kids who they're going to take, not Justin Fields, because we all know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. But the Jets failed Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't fail the Jets. He's probably the happiest guy in the world Mm -hmm. right now. I would think so. I mean, it's an incredible opportunity for him. But there's also an incredible amount of pressure because now, you know, he goes from being what was supposed to be the savior in New York, and he's now got this second opportunity. And if he doesn't get some help and, you know, show some on-field success, some growth, then he might get relegated and, and not be that high-valued tier one quarterback that we think he's going to grow into or hope that he's going to grow into. But you look at that draft. I mean, Jacksonville one, the Jets two, and now San Francisco three, all in need of quarterbacks. It'll be really interesting to see what happens, you know, leading up to the draft. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I don't know that you can go with any mock drafts because I just I just Googled right now 2021 NFL mock draft. They got Trevor Lawrence, number one, to Jacksonville. That's a slam dunk. They got Zach Wilson, BYU, to the Jets at number two. And now with the 49ers, do you want to take a stab with who they're projecting? This is uh, CBS Sports, who the Niners will take, number three? A different quarterback, right? Mac Jones of Alabama. Yeah. So, there's, so Justin Fields not even in the conversation in this mock draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've seen Justin Fields at number two. I've seen Justin Fields at 22 That's in, the, in the mock drafts. So, yeah, it's all about what you think for fit, for scheme, for work ethic, how you're going to project these guys. Because now Justin Fields' work ethic's been called into question, right? And we all know Tom Brady's work ethic is what made him a Hall of Famer when he was a sixth-round draft pick. The work ethic can really make or break your career. So now they're refuting those reports, the Justin Fields camp. It's just, there's so much going on. Um, Just some comments from the viewers before we break, and we'll talk some Major League Baseball with Tim Leeper in Arizona from Nelson Hakowicz. He says, what do you say, Rod? Sam made chicken salad out of lemonade with the Jets. That's my line. To be a good quarterback in that system takes talent. He's a great quarterback. He was failed by the Jets. So I'm excited to see what he does in Carolina. And poor Zach Wilson if he ends up with the Jets. But he'll have his payday. Um, from Nelson Vo, our content creator of the RP show, says, as a Patriots fan, I'm very happy the Jets are hitching their wagon to Zach Wilson because he stinks. Woo! Strong opinions from Nelson. How about that? How about that? Um, How about that? From Randolph Zora. I would have shown Darnold the door, too. From Ryan McCarthy watching in Albany, New York, he says, I'm a Jets fan. It's too bad Sam couldn't succeed in New York because the Jets didn't surround him with enough talent, and Adam Gase ruined him. 
Happy to see him get a fresh start, though. Tank Abbott watching says, not a Jets fan. I don't think the quarterbacks at two will be what Sam Darnold is. And will eventually, he'll be great in Carolina. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But look at that. How about that? We open the door and a little NFL talk and the comments go crazy. Yeah, and you look at Carolina, Christian McCaffrey, top three running back in the NFL. Now you got the quarterback. You got the other weapons around him. Carolina could be good. So the Blue Jays are off to their best start since 2015. And we're going to talk to Tim Leeper about it because he was their first base coach when that happened on the way to putting a pennant up in the rafters at Rogers Center. He's now with the San Francisco Giants, and he'll join us from minor league spring training in the Valley next. Thanks for joining us for coffee today, everybody. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. RP Show continues on this Tuesday. Time to talk a little baseball. I want to say Blue Jays baseball, but we might run the gamut here. We're going to the Valley of the Sun. Our good friend Tim Leeper joins us, former Blue Jays first base coach and now the coordinator of outfield and base running for the San Francisco Giants. Joins us today. How you doing, Timbo? I'm doing great. You guys doing good? It's always good being on with you. Well, we're not in the Valley, so things could be better, but you're smiling ear to ear. You are eyeballs deep in baseball. Before we go any further, tell our viewers what you're doing down there right now in Phoenix. So, like in the intro, you said I'm the coordinator of base running and outfield play for the San Francisco Giants. So, basically, I oversee all the coaches and all the players in the minor leagues and their development in terms of – running the bases and, and playing defense. So I don't know if that's a great thing for the giants, but, uh, but I actually really enjoy the job and it's, it, it's been really good. So, you know, I've been in this game my whole life and just, you know, being out for, you know, for me, two years, um, it's really, really great just to get back on the field. And for these kids, like the Marley kids were the guys that really wore it last year. And, you know, they haven't played in over a year and a half and to see these guys out here again, like for them, it's great. Cause I think about when I played, if, if I'd have missed a year and a half, I like got have been tragic for me. And, and like, it's just nice to get these kids back out there again. Cause it's a, it's a big deal. Absolutely. I want to come back around on that, but because you spent, a, I think it was five seasons with the blue Jays and a tremendous run, putting two banners up in the rafters of Rogers center, 2015, and 2016. So the Jays are off to a three and one start for the first time since 2015, Tim. And as you know, they clinched the series at New York over the weekend. What are you seeing out of Canada's team here? Not even a week into the regular season. Just a lot of really cool things. And then I, I really thought for the, the first three games of a series in, in, in opening day, like that, the series had a real feel of like late season baseball. Like it really felt like September baseball in a pennant race. It was clean. It was good. There was great storylines on, on each game. And it, it just kind of showed how good the division is going to be because there wasn't anything really flashy in the games, but the teams that really executed well, teams that made big plays when they needed to and then got tightly hit. It was just a really good baseball series. And the one thing, I mean, there's a million things that really stick out early in the season because it comes, it's kind of a crapshoot, but how storylines develop and how your ball, uh, how your team develops, it's, it's, there's seemingly insignificant moments that are, are potentially really big deals. 
And I think the biggest story of the first three days for me or four days is the Julian Merriweather situation. He's a guy in spring training. Uh, he had some back problems. You didn't know. Look, he, for two years, and I don't know if I'm, I'm going to age myself here. Like I thought it was Vera from Cheers. You know, Norm had a wife, but you never saw her on camera. And that's what I thought Julian Merriweather was. And, you know, he pitched a little bit last year. It was really good. He was hurt in spring training, so you really didn't know. And the fact that the first game went to extra innings is the only reason he probably got in that game right there. And the fact that he did it, and then the fact that he dominated, like that just, it, you, and then you can automatically throw him to a closer role. And I don't think, it's like found money. I don't think it's something you expected. And one more thing on that, like a guy yeah. with his injury history, to ha have a role where he knows he only has to get up in the ninth or tenth, or eighth or ninth inning in the leverage situation, that's going to be so great for his health. Because like, I think early on the plan was, hey, be ready from the third to be ready through the ninth. But with relief pitchers, it's not so much the games they pitch that, that really gets them into trouble. It's it's the getting up and getting hot and not getting game and then have to getting hot again. That's what kind of kills guy. And with a guy with his injury history, a guy with his stuff, if you can keep him healthy and, and keep him really, really focused on short relief, relief you know, short warming up period and getting into games when he knows he's going to get in, I think long term that's going to be great for this team. And it pushes everybody back and they have some great depth in their bullpen. Well, I know that you're not a big social media guy, and I don't know if you read much media or newspapers. Most guys in your position don't, and that's a good thing. But there's a lot of media, Tim, in Canada that's apologizing to the Jays and the Shapiro-Atkins regime for saying, hey, we didn't know who Merriweather was when we got him in the Donaldson deal. So, hey, we're eating crow here now. And I guess there's something to be said for that. But I'm saying I'm not giving these guys a pass until they win a World Series. That's it, because I was such a fan of Alex Anthopoulos. But, but, but anyways... That's how far back the Merriweather story goes, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's been it's, this is basically the third year of it, and look, it's it's good. I mean, it, it's still a little bit early to like be, you know, you know, slap yourselves on the back too much. <laughs> but the nice thing is, like, he is a really great player, and and he's a great pitcher, and and just the fact the situation unfolded the way it did, like I said, it's found money. I mean, it's great. It's great because you can get guys back in inning uh, more. And like, now you got depth, like in the sixth, seventh, eighth. And now that being said, the, the starting rotation has been outstanding as well. I mean, they, they covered the innings they need to cover. The thing that scares me about the team is if you get in a situation where the starting pitchers are only going, you know, maybe two, three, four innings on a few starts one time through, and you, you expose the relievers a little bit too much. So I, I think it's great when guys, get regular work without being overused because it's a really, really long season. But as as it's unfolded the first four days, it's been the perfect blend of everything from a pitching staff. I mean, they, the starters have done their job. The relievers come in and gotten in good situations. They haven't been overused. Guys haven't really had to go back-to-back -back days yet. So, so far, really, really so good. You know, I'm going to come back around on that minor situation, minor league situation in a moment. But just on the Jays' win at Texas Monday, 6-2, you saw the crowd. But it was Kevin Biggio and Marcus Semyon who homered back-to-back -back early, and they just completely took the crowd out of it. That must have made the Jays feel good to get up early, keep the foot on the neck of the Rangers, right? That's just That was just a textbook game, it appeared to me. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. You say you saw the crowd. I, I said this when I landed in Phoenix uh, this week, and I saw it in uh, Texas. Uh, you say apparently they canceled COVID down here <laughs> in the States. So that was a little scary for me. I thought it was a little bit irresponsible, but that's, I think that's for another show. Uh, yeah. But it was great. You know, it was great to see Biggio, too, because you know, offensively, not that he struggled, but he, he got up to a slower start in the uh, in the New York series. I mean, I'm sure the fact that Kluber and, and Cold had a little bit to do with that as well. 
But to see these guys, when you get the first hit out of the way, the first home run out of the way, that's really good. I mean, you think about how deep this lineup is. Even there was one series or, or one game in the Yankee series where the top of the order went, I think, over 14 with nothing. But like Randall Gritchick, and that's another guy we can talk about. He's he's factored in all the wins so far. Um, he, he picks them up. So that's one thing about this team that's really great. Even if the top of the order is not producing, you still got depth in the bottom, and, and they're still doing the job. It's a really good lineup. They're still without Springer. They're still without Bichette getting hot. But, like, it's nice when you have have it when you have guys that, that haven't hit their stride yet, guys that are cold, that there's other guys there to pick them up. I mean, that's the makings of a great team. Yeah, no kidding. And just to remind our viewers, Tim Leeper was the Jays' first base coach for five seasons, but now he's with the Giants working with their minor league prospects. And tell me about that, because last year all of minor league ball was scrubbed in the pandemic, and a lot of us were worried it might never come back. But it is. What's the situation of AAA, AA, single A, Tim? It's good. It's 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 been better. Like, I think the first week of minor league spring training, because there's so many players and it's new and with all the protocols, I mean, and as – careless as it looks like the u.s is and, and rightfully so on, on covid in our baseball world it's actually been pretty good we get tested a lot uh, guys are quarantined and they got quarantined when they came down there and they're distanced when we were working on the field which creates some scheduling problems but it's also been really good in terms of getting individual work with the players so i think their plan is to start like on march uh, may 9th or may 5th or something like that and, and get out there so just hopefully Again, in the United States, let's hope, hope these players, everybody gets vaccinated, everybody stays safe, and, and we and we get the season on their way, and it can we can resume some sort of enormity from a uh, from a baseball standpoint, at least. Well, you know, you talk about um, COVID's been canceled in Arizona. I got a lot of buddies down there, snowbirds, if you will, retired guys that have been jabbed already. Canadians that are just loving living in the Valley. They're not interested in coming back to Canada anytime soon. I, for, for them, it's uh, God bless America. Have you had your shot yet? <laughs> I was able to get the first one. I, I, they have a line, and you can go down to the Phoenix football stadium here, and there's a website, and literally you got to refresh it like every 20 minutes, and I did it for like about two weeks straight. No, I, I was scared to death, to be honest with you, to come down here. I mean, we've done so much, and then living in Canada, I think we've been so responsible in, in keeping ourselves safe, and I, and I knew just coming down here I was scared to death, so I tried to take every precaution in the world. But when I saw vaccines were available, I was refreshing that button all the time and was able to get uh, appointments at the football stadium at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And so we were able to go out there, get our first shots, and uh, got our second one on the 21st. And, you know, if there's a, I didn't want to leave Canada. I got to be honest with you. Like, I, I love where I live, and I, and I love living there. Um, but the one blessing is I know is that I was able to come down here and, and get that done. That gives me a little bit of peace of mind. And I think, you know, real soon, you know, in Canada, like people are going to catch up and it's going to be a real, you know, a real breath of fresh air when, when we can get out there again, people all get vaccinated and feel safe. Yeah, no kidding. How many days will it be between shots for you? Just out of curiosity? It's like, I think it's 21. It was 21 days. I, I got okay. the Pfizer one, so it was 21 days in between. Sweet. And hey, tell me about working for the Giants organization. That's a fabled storied uh, organization. How did that come about? It's a great organization. You know, baseball's a small world, and, and when you get fired as much as I have, you have the ability to work with a lot of teams. And so uh, the, the guy who's in charge of the minor leagues here was – I worked with his brother over in Miami when I was there. And uh, it's just great. I mean, I grew up on the West Coast. I grew up a you know, Dodger and Angels guy out in Southern California uh, before, before I became – you know, basically I became Canadian. And so it's kind of a – it's a neat – for me to go back to the you know, the history, the kind of my roots and, and play uh, – 
the Giants-Dodgers was always a great rivalry, you know, uh, coming up. The Giants have a great history. And, you know, they've won, they won three series, uh, three World Series in five years here, which nobody seems to talk about. And they just quietly went under the radar and did that. Um, it's great history, you know, with Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, you know, Jim Davenport. And there's great stuff. And it's just, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of neat. And then the other thing is I've, I've been in professional baseball like 36, 37 years. And it's legitimately the first spring training I ever had in Arizona. And that's, it's kind of neat at my age to like get new experiences. And then they come out here for Arizona as a new experience. So it kind of keeps you fresh. Well, I know. And here's what I told you before we went to air that it's been three years since I've been to Phoenix and it's just absolutely driving me crazy, but I've had a lot of things happen in my life, but let's just tell our viewers, Tim, spring training is an industry in normal years anyways in the valley right people come from all over america take two three weeks holidays and just go to every ballpark millions of people i believe come to the valley for spring training absolutely and tons of people from calgary i see the alberta <laughs> license plates everywhere around here but there is a reason that spring training is supposed to be in february march because when you start it on april 1st it's it's 36 37 degrees here and for an old guy like me with with and we have a new complex so we have no trees and no shade like that part's killing me oh poor guy well tim i'm we'll be praying for you today my man <laughs> hey thanks for the time as always uh let's keep it up and uh stay safe thanks for the time tim awesome great thanks nice talking to you as always tim leeper joining us from the giants facility in the valley of the sun surprise Arizona. We'll be coming right back with a sports update. We'll be delving into uh, some viewer takeover comments, update the poll question. All of that's ahead. You're watching the RP show on this Tuesday morning across all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus Television, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's April 6th. It's the third anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos, uh bus accident the darkest day in this province's history that's why we're recognizing it we got the broncos uh, lid up here that actually came from our friends at tg marketing and sean mcnall back that's in the right. day if you recall he was raising funds for the broncos so we are all humbled strong as we recognize them today and let them know that they're not alone nor are they forgotten uh hey our poll question today is would you go to a sporting event right now and i know it's got a lot of people Hot and bothered just with the question of it. And you have to understand now that close to 50% of our viewers are American, okay? So that 49th parallel divides things into apples and oranges. And from Joe, Joe Lazito from the 516 area code. He's texted Darren the Prairie Mobile text line. Okay. What are they now saying on Up Facebook? To 61%. 61% yes. saying right now they would go to a sporting event. I had a Google. 516 area code where it is. It's Nassau County, New York. He texted the text line and says, would I go to a sporting event right now? I emailed my Islanders ticket rep an hour ago regarding tickets for my lovely wife's birthday in May, ready to get back to the rink. Signed, Joe Lazito. So the answer to this question is different depending on where you live. What is your thoughts on the virus? But there was a doctor wrote in here, in here earlier. His good friend of mine, Sanchu, 
He is a gastrointestinal specialist. And he says, he would know, by the way, he says, we already have overcapacity in the ICU. What we do right now will determine the outcome of this. So frankly, what they do in Texas, I don't have an opinion on Texas. I don't live in Texas. With what's going on here, I'm following the rules. We debated this at the start of the show in the Quick 6 Show topics, but I'll say it again if you just joined us. If you can find a way to play safely, I think you should be able to play. The SJHL found that way and then still got yanked. It's gut-wrenching what's happened to one of my favorite leagues. That's my stance on that, but I'm still following all the rules. You see the difference there, right? I do. I think that's over a lot of people's heads, frankly, but I can take the noise. Let's, I'll, get a, I'll read a sports update here, then we'll jump right back into our talk with our viewers. NHL goal leader Austin Matthews scored twice to get to 27 on the season, and Jack Campbell made 26 saves to tie a franchise record with his ninth straight win as the Toronto Maple Leafs defeated the host Calgary Flames 5-3. Eric Stahl had a memorable debut, memorable debut with the Montreal Canadiens. The veterans scored the winner in overtime as Montreal beat the visiting Oilers 3-2. And Pierre-Luc Dubois scored twice as the host Winnipeg Jets held on to defeat beat the Ottawa Senators 4-3. Gary Trent Jr. beat the buzzer with a long three-pointer, and the Raptors rallied from a 19-point second-half deficit to beat the Washington Wizards 103-101 in Tampa. Spicy P led Toronto with 22 points. And back to this for a second on the Texas Rangers. Baseball fans decided to take what some of them called a calculated risk attending the home opener of the Texas Rangers against the Blue Jays, the first major U.S. pro sports event to approach capacity in a stadium since COVID-19 began. A crowd of 38,238 was on hand at Globe Life Field for Toronto's 6-2 win. The retractable roof was open on a 24-degree Celsius day. The Rangers gained national attention with their announcement last month to make all tickets available for the home opener, drawing criticism from United States President Joe Biden. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. As I read through all of that, what was going through your mind? The COVID thing still and the Texas Stadium. You know, the thing that I, you know, kind of compare it to is, and, it, and it's very, you know, important. But I kind of consider COVID to be just now another thing that we have to pay attention to, much like wheelchair accessibility, okay? So there was a time that it wasn't mandatory that you had to have, you know, wheelchair accessibility in your, in your place of work, in your yeah. business, and in your stadiums. But then you did. And I'm sure the businesses resisted. I'm sure the stadiums resisted because it's a lot of money to make your place wheelchair accessible. Now you don't build anything if it's not, right? And that's just a standard. Now when you're, when you're wanting to have events, it's not, are, are vaccines available? Will the government let me? It's, no, 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 in your plan to host your event now, much like when you build, you have to make it wheelchair accessible. When you have an event, you have to have COVID protocol. 
And only if it, it gets approved because you have the correct COVID protocol that the government will sign off on, then you can go and have your event, just like your wheelchair accessibility has to be up to code. That's how I consider the pandemic now. And so in Texas, I'm sure they've got a, you know, a, a plan for screening and negative tests and you know, contact tracing and all of those things, but it's now just part of having the event. So you wonder why some leagues go and some leagues don't. The NFL has said, no, 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 our season happens. Now we have to have this extra little policy in place. We know that. So you put in the investment and the work and it's just now part of day to day life. Do I think it's going to last forever? No. But right now that's the current state of sports. Yep. And you called before anybody else did uh, for the bubble, which ended up happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were watching this show. I don't know. Viewer Dar- <laughs> Dallas Fedorchuk writes in and he says, I'd have been in Texas in a heartbeat, Roddy. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, Texas, pandemic scare, don't care. I just knew that people would have a lot of opinions on this today. I, uh, I think quite often about the four months that we went without sports from March 11th till when they did resume play and what was the first back on, MLS? Yeah. The first MLS back on the field. Back, yeah. And then the NHL. Um. We'll always be able to fill the time here on the RP show. And that's the whole thing with, with the choice. <laughs> I was talking with a baseball guy yesterday, and I don't, not Tim Leeper, another guy, minor league level, that they have not yet quite decided on canceling their season, but they're very close. And his thing was, man, if you'd have told me a year ago that we were going to be looking at canceling the 2021 season, I would not have believed you. And they have to do it because of government regulations. I'll point again to the specialist from the hospital that wrote in here earlier and said we're at overcapacity of ICU right now. That is no small thing. But we're over a year into this, and it just feels like nobody has a real handle necessarily on what's where we're going or what's going on. That's a little scary to me. Those are the health officials and the government officials. A little scary to me. So that Labor Day video, which I think still our most viewed video that I said had 45,000 views about how I'd like to quarantine the sick, not the healthy, all of that. It's what they did in South Dakota. That's my take. Come at me if you want. That's mine, but I'm still following the rules. I could go on, but they're telling me we're up against it for a break. So we'll come right back with viewer takeover. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Dupes is with me. We had four minutes of a break, and I we sat here and visited, and I didn't get ready for this segment. Other than there's breaking news today, Taylor Hall will not play tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. Right. Uh, that came from a score update, okay? So he's expected to be moved prior to Monday's NHL trade deadline. Taylor Hall will not play tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. Should I uh, announce this new sponsor, by the way? Yeah. Dirk Fitness? I'm Ron Burgundy, right? I'll read exactly what's in front of me. So is this good to go? Yeah. I've not proofread it. Dirk Fitness. 
On Friday, we will announce the winner of a gym membership giveaway on our social media. Get fit now. Dirk Fitness in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan has an exciting offer this weekend. All sign-up fees are waived. Your first month is free, and you'll be signed up to win a free membership. Visit DirkFitness.ca for more information today. Got it? DirkFitness.ca. And frankly, I can't believe how popular we are in Moose Jaw. I know. Um, I know you people like these stories, the real-life stories. I'm walking into the dub hub yesterday, the sub-dub hub, and there was a guy outside having a dart. <sighs> Aviator shades, big beard. Did you see him? Yeah, I did. Did he stop and talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he looked like he was hiding from somebody, okay? I didn't really, from a distance, know who it was. I'm hustling into the dub hub because bubble because I had to do an interview once I got inside on Lloydminster Radio. And the guy yells, Roddy! Peter, it's Peter Yatridis, sales guy for the Moose Jaw Warriors. And I'm like, hey, Pete. And once he said it, and the Fear the Moose truck wasn't that far away, so it was very clear to yeah. me. Uh, but again, he had a ball cap on, sunglasses, the beard. Looked like a lot of guys around this town, right? Yeah. So we got talking, and I said, how are things with the Moose Jaw Warriors? And he said, hey, we're getting by. We'll survive, which is always the nice thing to hear, right? And uh, he just mentioned that in we are here in the COVID capital, frankly. We're still under lockdown for how long, I don't know. But it's only the surrounding communities. And frankly, Moose Jaw, for those of you that are watching that aren't familiar with the geography, the sweatpants capital, the distance from Regina to Moose Jaw is the same as the distance from Scottsdale to Glendale. People drive it all the time. But here you would think it was on the other side of the earth. You know? Yeah. And they are not subject to the lockdown rules that we are because they're not part of this jurisdiction. And he just mentioned they, they, he runs and owns Roto's Pizza, a legendary pizza restaurant in uh, Moose Jaw. And his brother, John, of course, is, is the Mad Greek. So I was like, I don't, what am I allowed to say? Uh, can you, if you want to leave the sweatpants capital, get out of this bubble, can you say go to Moose Jaw and get a pizza at the Mad Greek? Or can you not? Like, well, I'd be drawn and quartered for saying that because you're not supposed to leave, not supposed to come in. What the hell? I know. Like I've said to people, it's been over a year. I don't really watch the news anymore. I'm kind of not familiar with what we can and can't do. I come in here every day and I go home and then I go to the bubble and go home and that's it. And maybe if I'm feeling real frisky, I'll go to Costco once every two weeks. Yeah. That's my life. I don't really have a problem with it, per se. No, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I think that's I've the stayed, idea. Stayed safe. Limit the bubble, right? Don't interact with as you know, few people as possible and do your part. And I think that's you pretty much summed it up. A lot of Bomber fans, Winnipeggers watching. Jeff Cabello says, can't wait till we can attend a Jets or Bomber game. I will down three hot dogs. <laughs> slipped off the screen. Oh, I will down three dogs and drink myself silly at the rum hut. I'll have to take a loan out. Uh, Corey Dottavio says, morning, Roddy. Morning, Corey. He's in Manitoba. We'll continue the fun rolling next hour. And uh, Dustin Forbes of the Lethbridge Hurricanes will be with us. Thanks to Tim Leeper for joining us in hour one. We'll see you after this break. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.